We're still preambling. We'll see what's on the other side of ten of these. <laughs> We're still uh, in the days before a Disney subsidiary was made. Preambling. Yay! <laughs> that, was, that was tenuous. <laughs> in 1999, a slightly disturbing young man declared that we are soldiers of hell. We are neither soldiers nor from hell. But like obedient little sleeper agents, we have gradually recruited people from popular culture to create a military force to be reckoned with. Each episode, we'll be nominating someone new to join our ranks. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's yes. Christmas too. <laughs> it's highlight to call. Potentially better than Christmas. Yeah, I just don't get a pair of socks I don't need anymore. You're right, you've joined us on Canada Day. It's <laughs> Oh, as the dog's doing a dog. Oh no, he didn't want the to dogs. do one there. No, it's not it's not Canada Day, although that is uh, important as well. It's it's twenty twenty two Eurovision Day. Of course. I mean we can't go by a year without having a podcast to celebrate the greatest contest of all time. Yeah, you can forget every other contest. This is the one. This, this is, is the, the big European one. Super Bowl. Forget the Champions League final. <laughs> this is the one. Now, I find myself looking forward to this year significantly. I mean, I look forward to it a lot every year. Yes. But I'm normally going into it already pretty much writing off the UK entry. I yeah. might have sort of half-heartedly said to myself, it's all right, it's not that bad song. But this year, the, even the news is fairly positive. Would you would you go as far as to say that you're cautiously optimistic? I mean, if DC were producing it, then yes, definitely. <laughs> We'd have a 50% chance of it being any good. A 50% chance as a chance over half the time. Is that a poo or a wee? Um, the dog's just knelt down in some long grass, just for clarification. Oh, it is definitely a poo. Buried in the long grass. You join us back with Dog Mess Live. The, oh, no, the, the, less, the less prestigious sister show to Autumn Watch. Ugh. I mean, you've done... I mean, that was a, a wet-looking poo, in all honesty, and you picked it up with minimal fuss there, so I've got, I've got to applaud you. Well... Just before we set off, I was actually working with pizza dough and <laughs> it prepared me nicely. Just make sure you wash your hands before you continue working with it. Yes. So, Eurovision, back to back to the matter in hand. And also, talking about picking up stinkers. <laughs> <laughs> so, this year, UK's entry, Sam Ryder, Spaceman. Yes. Not the Babylon Zoo divisive song. Or when I first, David Bowie related. Yeah. When I first heard it, I thought a little bit meh. Yeah. It's really grown on me. Yeah. Really grown on me. I also like... Oh, he's off the lead. Oh, the dog's off. He only wants one thing. The ball. Much like the Eurovision viewers of 1992. <laughs> 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 oh, watch him attack this. Spherical object. <laughs> so this year we've got... So I th- I f- I'm feeling positive this year. I think... I mean, I'm disappointed every year when we don't do well. But there's a difference between disappointment and expectation. Is it 25 years since we won? It is? Yeah. Gosh. 97. Whoa. 97. This is the year. This That's is it. I, t- I said to Daddy that you guys um, should change yourselves to be the eggs and soldiers of hell. Eggs. Eggs and soldiers. Because we're balding. Yeah. Oh. You're folding, you're folding eggs, and then also you're the 
orders of hell and then you can be the little I did actually think we could like have eggs that would look like each nominated. That's pretty good. Nominated soldier each time. I mean, we, we won't let her know that this has got legs. You guys are the egg. <laughs> no, it's got, got eggs. It's got eggs. <laughs> so, as the sound of children fades into the background, yes, 25 years since the UK win. Up until, I mean, I remember watching the 97 contest. Yeah. I was at my. Uh, brother's house watching it and I think it was just me and him on our own actually watching it and it was back in the days where I think up until probably about 2000 2001 even the UK was always top five yeah generally speaking if there was a time where if we didn't win we were either second or third yeah and I think the last time we were third was two. 2001, 2002 ish, the year we sent Jessica Garlic. Yeah, 2001, yeah. yeah. Do, do, how, where did we, where did uh, Jade, Jade Thingy come with my time? Um, fifth. Was she fifth? That was she close, was fifth. Yeah. Close. <laughs> that really is the exception rather than the rule these days. It is. But there are a lot more countries involved, and there are a lot more countries putting in quality songs. And this is it. And talking about, and I think we'll we'll cycle back to Sam a little later. Yeah. Those early two thousands, extremely important, key in the change for Eurovision for me. Yeah. Because you've suddenly got a massive influx of ex-Soviet states, Eastern European countries yeah. entering. So the numbers per year skyrocket from something like. 16, 17, up to 26, and then up to the 40s. Yep. We have the introduction of the semi-finals, which, okay, doesn't introduce us, but all of these countries are entering their A-game. Yeah. They're sending proper artists. And the other side of that, to me, for me, well, there's two sides of it. So there's three sides of it in total. It must be a triangle. There's, <laughs> you've got the UK's dismal attitude towards it that just didn't that failed to grasp how the contest had moved on and a real sea change for me I think came in 2004 when Ukraine won the first time with Wild Dancers yes for me that was the contest and that was the act that fully understood that this was now a TV event not a song contest yeah solely and from that point on staging and act became as important it wasn't just not... about removing a skirt no it was about the whole shebang exhibition and and since then it's the staging and the performer have been as important as just having a good song just but a good song isn't enough anymore we never get staging right i think at the bare minimum um most countries send their x-factor winner Whereas we were sending people who were X Factor people who hadn't even necessarily made it through the final, or like people who were like Fame Academy or whatever, you know, like yeah, really low down the pecking order. So yeah, and I don't understand. There's that idea, and it's because we view the contest, we have historically viewed the contest that way, yeah, as a joke, that it's put off the serious artists for entering their song for fear of it being a career killer or yeah. Um, diminishing their status as a credible if you like artist when actually it, the opposite should be true and it's, and I think that is perhaps 
maybe been influenced in the last few years by you know Justin Timberlake getting involved and for better or worse Madonna doing it because yeah people have suddenly realised hang on this is like 120 million viewers yeah it definitely is the Super Bowl of it absolutely it absolutely it is and not just Europe you've got you know to a lesser extent Australia and New Zealand watch it and have it give it a big audience yeah it's it's a great opportunity and a shop and a, and a shop front for your talent if you can get it right. Going back to the 1997, we won Eurovision. In that same month, Tony Blair's government got into power. It was the height of Britpop. Eric Cantona retired from football. It's like those four things. How big are they in certain like 90s memories? Yeah. And they all happened in the same month because at the time. You don't, it's only with retrospect that you kind of understand the significance. At the time, like, it just sort of just washes over yeah. you, doesn't it? I think there's a weird way that these, these sort of countries, people, places have their moments. Because 2006, I think it was, when, or two, no, 2005 when Greece won. You know, they had a run of... I think they'd won the Euros the year before. They won Eurovision. Not long had the Olympics. Yeah. And it's weird how countries sort of drift in to a golden spot and then out again to make room for someone else. last year, wasn't it? Yeah. They they won the Euros. They won Eurovision. And they did the best they've ever done in the Olympics in the space of three months. So... Yeah. This is our time. This is our time. What sorry, else is sorry, Jade. It's our, it's our, <laughs> it's our time. It's our so, coming back at last to Sam Ryder. This is the first time I think in a long time. I feel like there actually has been some genuine thought go into the selection process and the song and the artist. And it feels like rather than just dragging up some, you know, let's dig Engelbert up and send him with some. Yeah. maudlin ballad we've gone for you know a well-known artist popular on tiktok so has already got that built-in fan base that like 20 him. million followers apparently it's insane isn't it so and it's so it's it's looking at someone who's got current popularity yes not waning popularity or hoping nostalgic popularities he's popular now through a current vibrant medium yeah. um the song has been as it dua lipa's production company was involved in selecting the song right and it feels like you know other things are lining up from what i hear the chatter is that it's been well received in the press abroad he's gone and toured it the staging i've not seen it but from what i've heard it's got the biggest prop <laughs> oh, sorry, so far i've picked up poo and the muddiest slaverist Ball, you can imagine. But it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It's absolutely gorgeous. The, I couldn't ask the for. The field is yellow. This is where Sting. Yeah. This is what Sting you was can, talking about. He tell. literally walked past this on the way to the pub. <laughs> if he's there now, that would be a hell of a coincidence. Yeah. Why I? <laughs> this, he couldn't sound less Geordie, could he? So. Yeah, it seems, and we were talking about this earlier, staging is one Sorry, area. I'm just going to put a pin in something, Geordie, we'll come back to it. 
Yeah, uh, staging is an area we've been sorely, sorely lacking to the point where we have sent average at best, I'd say, entries for the most part in the last 15 or so years. Yeah. If staging had been better, I think our results would have been better. Yeah. Case in point, Blue. As we all know, they were robbed. They should have won in 2011. Wasn't the... that the same year as Euphoria? No, that was the year after. I'm going to say because that... That's some stretch to say, because <laughs> you've already arguably no. the best self of Eurovision history. Got a plane going overhead. So... It's got a massive UK banner on the back of it. Uh, no longer feels Brexit uh, to see uh, either. Scooch there, <laughs> trying to desperately cling to the fame from their 2008 entry. Peanuts, yeah. 2007 entry, sorry. Yes. <laughs> oh, if Blue had had better staging than just a couple of rubbish, was it mirrors or LED screens behind them? Yeah. It would have elevated that song so much. And it sounds like this year we're, you know, we've got a good place in the running order. All the things are coming together. Do you remember Joe and Jake? Yeah. I liked their song, but their song was just like a, a, a wall of people who had taken selfies. Yeah. And it's like. It's almost like you can imagine the think tank, can't you, sat in a room going, ooh, what's big at the minute? Selfies. Yeah. Let's just get a load of selfies behind them. Got no, nothing, it's got nothing to do with the song. We'll just get some selfies. It didn't work. It's got to be bigger than that. You've got, and, it, and it can't, you can't think just in terms of a stage. You've got to think, how is it going to look down a lens? I've noticed a lot of, actually, and this annoys me slightly, quite a lot of acts perform to the camera now and sometimes you realise halfway through their performance that the audience hasn't yet seen them yes the staging is such a it's like a surprise like they come through a hole in the stage staging or or their their islands did one last year which was like this weird intricate like like everywhere she looked where the camera was positioned she was almost looking through a kind of and it looked like she was walking through some like wonderland but actually it was a tiny little paper cutout yes inspired by the father ted (laughs) (laughs) that cow is far away this one is very small (laughs) but so staging and staging through the camera is incredibly important um but you're right, I find it annoying sometimes because it should for, that should come secondary. The first and foremost bit should be performing to the the crowd. Yeah. Like um, when when Sweden won with Heroes. Yeah. How aware were the audience in the stadium of the little stickman boy? Probably True. not. Yeah, it was, a di- not. was it digitally overlaid just for the screen? Maybe, yeah. But Sweden. Oh, you can Sweden. never discount Sweden. So, as I was saying, everything is lining up well for the UK yeah apart 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 from we've only gone and entered our best entry in decades the same year as there's a massive groundswell of support for Ukraine yeah of moral support and if they win it you know I think we'll all be behind them in the way we are as an international community right now but on the plus side if Ukraine win I don't think they're in a position to host it no so we might have two I I don't know did Australia get through the semi? Don't know. I genuinely don't know. So we could potentially have three irons in the fire for at least hosting next year. Oh, is it? Oh, is it confirmed that if Australia win, that the UK hosts? No, 
but I would think we're a fairly yeah, it'd be one of the strong, big five. You think? Yeah, you would hope it's one of the big five. Yeah, and I think we're in a pretty good, you know, relationship-wise position with Australia, aren't we? Yes. So that's that's all good. I feel like this year could be, as long as we stick with it, could be the boat turning around at long last. What do you reckon is the best time zone to experience Eurovision? So it starts at 8pm in the UK. So as you progress through Europe and into the Middle East, you're getting earlier in the day, aren't you? No, later. Later in later. the day. So, so the UK has got to be the best. UK or Ireland has surely got to be the they must best, be the best time. Wise. Because everyone, you think in Eastern Europe, it's what, starting at 10 o'clock, finishing at 2 in the morning? I'm surprised that... There hasn't been like a campaign for it to start at 6.30 or 7 in the UK. Yeah. You know, 8 o'clock Central European time to please... The majority. What, 70% of the countries. Yeah. Oh, I said I'd stick a pin in something, Geordie. Yeah. So, do you remember back in our uni days, we did a sketch on the radio based on something that had happened to me in real life when I was working in the ice cream... Uh, counter in the summer holidays and uh, a Geordie woman came up to the counter and asked for a Coke and a Lilton, a Coke and a Sprite. Yes. And I put on the counter a Coke and a Lilt, another Coke and a Sprite. And she said, no, a Coke and a Lilton, a Coke and a Sprite. <laughs> and it turned out, after much confusion, that what she meant was a cold can of Lilt and a cold can of Sprite. Well, I told the kids about this on holiday when we were in Northumbria last week. They latched onto it. <laughs> they, they sang it to the tune of Hot and Cold by Katy Perry the whole holiday. A Coke and a Lilt, a Coke and a Sprite, a Coke and a Lilt, a Coke and a Sprite. What am I saying? It sounds what a little bit I... like you're drifting into some sort of Jamaican accent <laughs> towards the end there. Maybe it's just the Lilt, I don't know. I want my beer can. Did I say bacon? Or, or beer can. So that's uh, 2023's entry confirmed then. I mean, that's been a fairly deep dive. <laughs> I mean, do we dive this deep every year? No, last year we just talked about beer, can't, didn't we? Yeah. In fact, we said last year, because we'd done... Two years ago we did the Eurovision Bond contest. Last year we yes. did the Eurovision beer contest. We, uh, we then said we'd do a different one this year. I haven't been able to think of one. I mean, the Eurovision Song Contest feels like something from a, a bygone era. That feels like something we're going to have to get Sid James to host. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know if the listeners have noticed, but throughout this journey, by the way, we're walking to the pub across the field, or at least we were, now we're by the road. If you've heard chatter in the background, it's that our kids are both... Uh, so we've got four kids between us. They've decided that in two pairs they're going to host two podcasts. So there's basically been three podcasts being recorded whilst we've walked. So if you've heard chatter, that's like what it is. The most inconvenient time for them to decide to do a podcast. <laughs> we should we should really work on stifling their creativity. <laughs> so we've had a beer now. Yeah. In a beer garden. Classically British 
burning. It's sunny, isn't it? Yeah. But I feel oh. like I feel like we've already sort of exhausted ourselves. If, <laughs> yeah, because of the the heat, it feels like four beers. <laughs> yeah. Dog side, aren't you, mate? Is that a bit of yogurt he's got in his nose? A bit of fluff. It's yogurt, mum. <laughs> it's a bit of bone. So, it's a bit of bone. Bit of bone. Yeah, he's had a so, had a bone. We've had, as like you said, we've had a beer. We've sat in the sun. It's getting, if anything, it's getting hotter. Yes. Which is uh, which bodes well for afternoon drinking in Britain. <laughs> So we're gonna we're heading back now, and we're gonna go and set up the pizza oven, make pizzas, Italian themed. So, you've not seen Doctor Strange yet? No, I've not seen it yet. Um, I could I give you all sorts of fake spoilers, and I genuinely would have no idea this time because I'm sort of, I am, well, I think I'm going in blind. Right. Um, is that a train? Yes, that train you got there. There's another dog coming. How's this gonna go? It'll be all right. Keep him in a sec. Come on this way. Dog. The other dog absolutely shat itself. <laughs> you can imagine it in its head going, I'm going to be brave, I'm going to be brave, I'm going to be brave. Ah! No, I don't like it. <laughs> we'll cross the road, shall There's we? A cat there. Come on, we're crossing the road. So, yeah, you don't know anything. I don't know, I don't know anything about it. I've got things I could guess. Um, I won't because I. Don't want you don't want your to see. reactions no. to give it away. You know my acting's not good enough to be able to hide whether it's so I'm a fact to, or not. So we'll have to talk in extreme vagaries, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the potential of what could be in it. Um, and you know what? I'm actually looking forward to seeing what Sam Raimi does with a Marvel property. Another Marvel property. Yeah, but even more so than the Spider-Man films. He... Uh, He's basically made this the Evil Dead with a big budget. He's obviously not quite as gruesome as the Evil Dead, but it's the most horror-like Marvel film there's been. Which is... I mean, that's in keeping with Doctor Strange, though, isn't it? I've not read a lot of Doctor Strange, but I think it does go on these weird, dark fantasy trips. So... I kind of like the way that they're not afraid to lean into that. Yes. Yep. Status quo over there. Someone's been rocking all over the world. <laughs> I don't think that'll be picked up. Francis, Francis Rossi in the distance. Are they both dead now? I think they are, aren't they? What, Francis and Rossi? <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one called? Rick. Parfit. Parfit, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I think they died. I remember, I remember sharing with you last year, which I have to admit... You will only learn this from having searched for status quo in in your music app of choice. They did they once did an Indiana Jones themed cover for one of their albums which was called In Search of the Fourth Chord. <laughs> it sounds better than the actual fourth Indiana Jones film. <laughs> yes. Probably is. I wonder what the fifth one's gonna be like. Weird. I find it bizarre they're still pressing ahead with that. He's like a hundred years old now. When I say like a hundred years, I'm twenty yeah. percent out. But yeah, you're not far off, are you? A tolerance of twenty. Is Indiana Jones Lucasfilm? Yes. Which is now owned by Disney. Yes. So they've got access to Disney's fantastic de-aging technology. So is Indiana Jones going to be? So are they going to de-age 
Harrison Ford. <laughs> what they're going to do is superimpose River Phoenix's face onto, <laughs> onto Harrison Ford's body. And artificially age it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it's going to be about. I hope it's... And when will it be set? That's the other thing. Is it going to be set in the 60s? I think so. Oh, no. Yeah. Indiana Jones versus Beatlemania. <laughs> yeah. Indiana Jones and the Jules Rimet Trophy when England won the World Cup. Maybe he get, did he get nicked? I don't know. I think I've got a feeling that this trophy got nicked because there was a dog that found Raffles. No, that's oh, the yeah, gentleman that's, thief. That's right. Yeah. The, or maybe it is Raffles. The dog ran off with it, didn't they? Or did the dog find it? Maybe the dog found it. That was we we travelled quite a distance there from Doctor Strange to end up at Raffles, the dog that may or may not have found the Jules Rimet trophy. Check this. I've got a warning on my phone. Just going back to how warm it is. The warning says, live trans- transcription turned off, device is too hot. Wow. So actually my phone is disabling features because it's too warm. I mean, that's, that's basically me. I'd disable putting the bin out as one of my features. <laughs> and I'm too hot. Put the extra energy into sweating yeah. and sighing. So yes, we're, uh, we're heading back. We're gonna have pizza. Are we gonna report on the whole your vision or are we just gonna like, I feel like it's like a yeah. pre- preamble? This is, this is all preamble. Um, I feel like there's definitely going to be some more chat, so maybe it's best at this point to just say, if you're watching Eurovision on catch-up and you're somehow listening to this beforehand, because I imagine people, will, that's their priorities, will watch, will watch Eurovision only after we've listened to Soldiers of Hell. Of course. Um, yeah. Then, spoiler alert, maybe, for what's coming. Yeah, and we'll see you on the other side. When or we're maybe cele- even in the middle of it. When we're celebrating. Maybe at the halftime show. Yeah. Yeah, strap in. An auspicious moment. Listen. Is that, a, is that a pint you've got there? It is. I'm just tapping it now. I've brewed uh, 10 pints of Stars and Stripes IPA, especially for your vision because it's in theme. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got an intercontinental lager, which would have been perfect, but I didn't have the right amount of brewing time in order to get it done in time. So, you had so to we've gone for the American pale ale. Yeah, perfect. So the first bit of the pint is always too frothy and sedimenty, so you have to get that bit off first. Oh, you can see the sediment in that, yeah. yeah. Oh, it makes you cry though that moment, doesn't it? It does, because they say. 10 pints of beer for 12 quid and it's like it's not 10 pints though is it because I'm going to pour a pint of it at least off nine nine and a quarter plus that last little bit at the end you probably can never quite get out yeah that'll settle that's okay that'll settle that's just hazy that's not and and there might be a little bit of the there might be a little bit of the sediment from the previous glass right let's wash that out so at the pub, what did we have? Like, was it? A it was a Newsome? Great Newsome uh, Brewery citrus and florally um, pale ale. It was nice. So this should be similar, like a a New England. Yeah. Or is this I mean, a West Coast? I'm I mean, not sure. If I'm honest, in retrospect, I probably wish I'd gone for just a straight up, really cold lager, considering how. Oof. Too hot much. it got in the garden too much head 
Normally, the dog comes along and licks up any droppings. But he's absolutely shattered. Yeah. It's got some good carbonation, though. Yeah. Right, there you go. Oh. That looks nicely that poured. That looks beautifully poured. Cheers. Cheers, indeed. Oh, yeah. Mmm. Happy with that? Very happy with that. That is very gluggable. We said we'll see you on the other side. We'll it's not even, on, we're still preambling. We'll see you on the other side of ten of these. <laughs> we're still uh, in the days before a Disney subsidiary was made. <laughs> preambling. Yay! <laughs> that, was, that was tenuous. <laughs> 20 jury votes in, and Half we're top of, top of the leaderboard. But with a 25-point margin... Oh, Ukraine are getting a fair amount of points. Not steamrolling it in the way that I thought they would, but yeah, we've got a nice little buffer at the top. It's very early days still. We've got half the jury votes and the public vote to go. But bearing in mind, last year we had zero yeah. at the end, and we've now oh, we've only got, got 166 uh, though after 21 jury yeah. votes. Spain can't give themselves votes, so that's good. <laughs> the kids are calling Spain the booty people. The booty people, yeah. You could see their butt cheeks, apparently. So, uh, I, yeah, Ukraine. Yeah, Ukraine, 12 points from yeah, Spain, I reckon. It will be. We just need to keep that lead. We just As long as we keep that and do decent in the public vote, then it's time, it's time to start dreaming. Never expected to be here at this point. We'll check in later. We'll oh, 12 points to Azerbaijan. Wow. Fine, that's fine. They can have them points all day long. Take that. How how can this be? At the I top can't believe of the jury votes. Oh, what a turnaround of fortunes! Last year, nothing. Now we're top of the jury votes. It's, it's um, squeaky bum time. It's, it can it can uh, only go one way from here. Yeah. Well, no, we can uh, stay there. Down. The oh. only way you stay there. It's time for a rank. What shall we call this feature? The soldiers of hell rank off. Come rank with me. Strictly come ranking. Maybe just a load of rank. Oh my god, so oh, close. No. Did you think no. we'd come second in your uh, wildest dreams? I don't. No. No, no you didn't. No. So don't be down. Don't be I down today. That, it sounds like that, doesn't it? It does. It sounds a little. Yeah, it is Christina Aguilera. The, the thing that annoys me, and we've. I'm happy with second. I'm not happy with second. Yes, I am happy with second. I'm happy for him because he performed his He's, socks off he and was he amazing. nailed it. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. There's no getting around that. But it feels cheap by the fact that we won the jury vote. So we're... Don't say it. Objectively, the best song. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure you can be objective in this position. I'm, I'm going to be. <laughs> And we were top of the leaderboard. We should have won. And then, if, well, and then Ukraine got a shed load of public votes. Yes. Which I don't necessarily think they would have got had circumstances been different. True. True. Is it too harsh to say that? No, it's not. I don't begrudge them, though. So. Well, well done to Ukraine, and we'll we'll take it on the chin, and we'll come back trying again next time. But Sam Ryder, what a voice! Let's enter him again next year. Yeah, I think he should oh, do really? it again. Yeah. Who's our entry into the Soldier of Hell this Sam Ryder. Of course it is. Of course it is. 
Definitely not James Newman. <laughs> Sorry, James. Sorry, James, that's a double nil pois. Alright, we've just been uh, asked to get Sam Ryder on the podcast. I'll tweet him? Is that what kids do these days? Look at me. TikTok him. Slide into his DMs. Hi, Sam. I know you've just had 140 million people watching you live, but you might just pick me out of that crowd for an interview. Come and, come and say hi. Yeah. Well, hi. Well done, mate. Well hi, done. I'm well Sam done. Ryder. Hello. You're up in space, man. See you later. Goodbye. Soldiers of Hell is a Fosgate Studios production. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, comment, and share.